parents must unite against critical race theory. Do you even know that critical race theory is creeping into the public and private school system and why we have to unite against it? Here's a one parent's take from New York City. Mr. Gutman's daughter attended a very expensive elite school until her dad sent the following letter to the 1,200 parents in the school and the school's administrators. It's quite compelling and should energize us all to take action at the local level to stop this craziness. Here it is in its entirety. Quote, Dear fellow Brearley parents, our family recently made the decision not to re-enroll our daughter at Brearley for the 2021-22 school year. She's been at Brearley for seven years beginning in kindergarten. In short, we no longer believe that Brearley's administration and board of trustees have any of our children's best interests at heart. Moreover, we no longer have confidence that our daughter will receive the quality of education necessary to further her development into a critically thinking, responsible, enlightened, and civic-minded adult. I write to you as a fellow parent to share our reasons for leaving the Brearley community, but also to urge you to act before the damage to the school, to its community, and to your own child's education is irreparable. It cannot be stated strongly enough that Brearley's obsession with race must stop. It should be abundantly clear to any thinking parent that Brearley was completely and has completely lost its way. The administration and the Board of Trustees have displayed a cowardly and appalling lack of leadership by appeasing an anti-intellectual, illiberal mob and then allowing the school to be captured by that same mob. What follows are my own personal views on Brearley's anti-racism initiatives, but these are just a handful of the criticisms that I know other parents have expressed. I object to the view that I should be judged by the color of my skin. I cannot tolerate a school that not only judges my daughter by the color of her skin, but encourages and instructs her to prejudge others by theirs by viewing everything through that lens and every element of education, every aspect of history and every facet of society through that lens of skin color and race, we are desecrating the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and utterly violating the movement for which such civil rights leaders believed, fought and died. I object to the charge of systemic racism in this country and at our school. Systemic racism properly understood as segregated schools and separate lunch counters. It is the interning of Japanese and the exterminating of Jews. Systemic racism is unequivocally not a small number of isolated incidences over a period of decades. Ask any girl of any race if they have ever experienced insults from friends, have ever felt slighted by teachers, or have ever suffered the occasional injustice from a school at which they've spent up to 13 years of their life and you are bound to hear grievances. Some petty, some not. We have not had systemic racism against blacks in this country since the civil rights reforms of the 1960s, a period of more than 50 years. To state otherwise is a flat out misrepresentation of our country's history and adds no understanding to any of today's societal issues. 
If anything, long-standing and widespread policies such as affirmative action point in precisely the opposite direction. I object to the definition of systemic racism apparently supported by Brearley that any educational, professional, or societal outcome where blacks are underrepresented is prima facie evidence of the aforementioned systemic racism or of white supremacy and oppression. Facile and unsupported beliefs such as these are the polar opposite to the intellectual and scientific truth for which Brearley claims to stand. Furthermore, I call bullshit on Brearley's off-stated assertion that the school welcomes and encourages the truly difficult and uncomfortable conversations regarding race and the roots of racial discrepancies. I object to the idea that blacks are unable to succeed in this country without aid from government or from whites. Brearley, by adopting critical race theory, is advocating the abhorrent viewpoint that blacks should forever be regarded as helpless victims and are incapable of success regardless of their skills, talents, or hard work. What Brearley is teaching our children is precisely the true and correct definition of racism. I object to mandatory anti-racism training for parents, especially when presented by the rent-seeking charlatans of Pollyanna. These sessions in both their content and delivery are so sophomoric and simplistic, so unsophisticated and inane that I would be embarrassed if they were taught to Brearley's kindergartners. They are an insult to the parents and become becoming of any educational institution, let alone one of Brearley's caliber. I object to Brearley's vacuous, inappropriate, and fanatical use of words such as equity, diversity, and inclusiveness. If Brearley's administration was truly concerned about so-called equity, it would be discussing the cessation of admissions preferences for legacies, siblings, and those families with really especially deep pockets. If the administration was genuinely serious about diversity, it would not insist on the indoctrination of its students and their families to a single mindset most reminiscent of the Chinese Cultural Revolution. Instead of the school would foster an environment of intellectual openness and freedom of thought. If Barely really cared about inclusiveness, the school would return to the concepts encapsulated in the motto One Brearley, instead of teaching the extraordinarily divisive idea that there are only and always two groups in this country, victims and oppressors. I object to Brearley's advocacy for groups and movements such as Black Lives Matter, a Marxist, anti-family, heterophobic, anti-Asian, and anti-Semitic organization that neither speaks for the majority of the black community in this country, nor in any way, shape, or form represents their best interests. I object to, as we have been told time and again, time again over the past year, that the school's first priority is the safety of our children. For goodness sake, Brearley is a school, not a hospital. The number one priority of a school has always been, and always will be, education. Brearley's misguided priorities exemplify both the safety culture and, quote, cover your ass, unquote, culture that together have proved so toxic to our society and have so damaged the mental health and resiliency of two generations of children and counting. I object to the gutting of the history, 
civics, and classical literature curriculums. I object to the censorship of books that have been taught for generations because they contain dated language potentially offensive to the thin-skinned and hypersensitive, something that has already happened in my daughter's fourth grade class. I object to the lowering of standards for the admission of students and for the hiring of teachers. I object to the erosion of rigor in classwork and the escalation of grade inflation. Any parent with eyes open can foresee the inevitabilities should anti-racism initiatives be allowed to persist. We have today in our country from both political parties and at all levels of government the most unwise and unvirtuous leaders in our nation's history. Schools like Greerly are supposed to be the training grounds for those leaders. Our nation will not survive a generation of leadership even more poorly educated than we have now. Nor will we survive a generation of students taught to hate its own country and despise its history. Lastly, I object with as strong a sentiment as possible that Brearley has begun to teach what to think instead of how to think. I object that the school is now fostering an environment where our daughters and our daughters' teachers are afraid to speak their minds in class for fear of consequences. I object that Brearley is trying to usurp the role of parents in teaching morality and bullying parents to adopt that false morality at home. I object that Burley is fostering a divisive community where families of different races, which until recently were part of the same community, are now segregated into two. These are the reasons why we can no longer send our daughter to Burley. Over the past several months, I have personally spoken to many Burley parents as well as parents of children at peer institutions. It is abundantly clear that the majority of parents believe that Brearley's anti-racism policies are misguided, divisive, counterproductive, and cancerous. Many believe, as I do, that these policies will ultimately destroy what was until recently a wonderful educational institution. But as I'm sure will come as no surprise to you, given the insidious cancel culture that has of late permeated our society, most parents are fearful to speak up. But speak up you must. There is strength in numbers, and I assure you, the numbers are there. Contact the administration and the Board of Trustees and demand an end to the destructive and anti-intellectual claptrap known as anti-racism. And if changes are not forthcoming, then demand new leadership for the sake of our community, our city, our country, and most of all, our children, silence is no longer an option. Respectfully, Andrew Gutman. My friends, parents, grandparents, brothers, sisters, moms and dads, students, it's time to take a stand. Speak out and say no to this anti-racist curriculum that is really racism opposed to everything that Dr. Martin Luther King and his colleagues sacrifice to bring to us, and that is equality of opportunity without caring about what the color of one's skin is, only what the content of their character is. God bless you all.